Good day. I'm Peter Brooker, Portfolio Manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. This is Macro Perspective 10 of 2023, and I don't want to talk about South African politics. To take some time out from it all and have a bit of a break, I've recently read an excellent book by Lionel Barber called The Powerful and the Damned. Lionel was the editor of the Financial Times from 2005 to 2020, which covers most of the period I've been managing money at the Old Mutual Investment Group making for an amazing journey down memory lane. One of the strongest lessons from the book was how little we can see the future. Lionel was at the heart of it, interviewing the likes of Bear Stearns, Lehman Brothers, Royal Bank of Scotland, just before the head of the global financial crisis. And while the signs were there, it is only with hindsight that he could see the extent of the damage. And I can remember those same headlines so clearly as the dominoes started to fall, Northern Rock going bankrupt was one of the key ones. But it was also surprised by the extent of the global financial crisis. Despite not seeing the full picture, our process meant we bought a lot of shares at the low because prices were cheap. The same pattern repeats itself with the Financial Times missing Brexit and Trump's victory. I distinctly remember being in New York in September, just before the elections, and realizing Trump was obviously going to win and then coming home to South Africa, listening to the experts, and deciding he definitely wouldn't win. But in this case, it wasn't so much about the showmanship. It was about looking through to the actions. Trump cut taxes, and that boosted profits, which boosted margins. So one needs to follow the money and not the noise. There are a number of interesting trends that came through the book, and, for instance, the rise of ESG and shifting attitudes towards capitalism, which is clearly still on the go. Another was the growth in the tech giants. And it was fascinating to see the Financial Times bipolar approach to this. On the one hand, investing heavily to move online, which they successfully did. Regrettably, as I, still, as I used to enjoy getting my weekend FT delivered on a Sunday morning. But at the same time, holding a negative view on the tech giants, arguing for greater taxes and regulation. I've always expected more regulation on big tech, but this might just be a bias from reading the FT, who clearly saw them as a direct competitor. One of the surprising elements was how well the Eurozone comes out of the book. Despite lurching from crisis to crisis, the Eurozone and the Euro have hung together and got stronger. And in fact, I think it's because of the crises that that has happened. Think about the pigs crisis resulting in Mario Draghi's whatever-it-takes speech, Think of the departure of Brexit, pulling everyone else together to ensure that um, the cost of exit was high. Um, And more recently, after the book was published, we've had the Russian energy crisis, which I think in turn will strengthen the EU as they invest in renewable energy and defence. On the other hand, the United Kingdom comes out terribly. As a UK-based paper, the editor of the Financial Times had huge access to UK politicians, and he is withering in his contempt. South Africa got a handful of mentions. There's a 2007 interview with Thabo Mbeki, where Lionel highlights how Mbeki was tone deaf on crime and public health, two areas that have come back to haunt us today. A 2014 interview with Julius Malema reminds me that Julius's political heroes are Fidel Castro of Cuba, Hugo Chavez of Venezuela, and Robert Mugabe of Zimbabwe. 
This is timely, as the EFF and the ANC draw closer in Gauteng and Paul Matashile becomes our new Deputy President. But perhaps the greatest lesson is that despite all the turmoil and excitement and headlines over the years, markets have still continued to deliver returns. The old mutual flexible fund, which I've managed for almost that entire time period. So I've taken the returns from the start of 2005 to the end of February 2023. The returns were 11.7% after fees. I hope you found this perspective useful. Until next week.